2: and sit okay, down.
0: Weird Usually it's Friday Friday was very hectic for me And um, I just uh, didn't feel like Fucking with it So there was no radio show on Friday And um, <clears throat> I'm real bitchy So I, I can't promise To be nice Through most of this I'm just going to be perfectly honest I um, <clears throat> And no it is not Shark Week It's just I'm bitchy And I don't even particularly know why I'm just um I woke up mad. You ever just wake up just furious with no cause that that was me today? That was me today. Just no reason whatsoever. I woke up mad. I woke out of sorts. And I got about ten hours of sleep. So it isn't because I didn't get enough sleep or someone woke me up because no one woke me up. Even the dog behaved today. It was just like, I don't know. Woke up mad. It must have been one asshole dream. I don't remember it, but I woke up mad. Anyways... Tonight we're um, going to try to talk about uh, writing and characters and plot development. And we'll see how much I stay on topic. I may have to edit the description of this radio show, which will not be a new occurrence. Anyway, so when you're writing original fiction working through, creating your plot, creating your characters, figuring out what your characters are, what what they're going to do, how they're going to get there. One thing you need to um, keep in mind are internal and external motivations for your character. And oftentimes um, when you get – a response back from an editor, an agent, or a publisher, um, they'll mention um, GMC, which stands for Goal, Motivation, and Conflict. If that's not clear, in your character's movements throughout your story and through your plot, your story is um, not going to be seasoned enough to be considered seriously for publication. So... What you want to do is when you're approaching your plot and your character development is to figure out what your character's goals are, internal and external goals. An example of this would be an internal goal would be um, a shift in personality, like I'm going to be less bitchy. (laughs) That would be a goal. I'm going to not lose my temper often, less often. (laughs) That would be an internal goal. Um, An external goal would be, I'm going to climb that mountain. Or more likely, I'm going to go make coffee. (laughs) I'm going to go to the store. These are external goals. But motivations, here's motivations. Internal motivations Um, can sometimes be really conflicted and complicated because even as people, like you often, your motivations can be buried really deep mentally and emotionally, and you might not even realize in the moment what your motivation was when you're doing something. But your character, you need to know your character's internal motivations. And those motivations can be um, keeping your family safe, um, keeping um, or finding love. Um, Revenge These are all internal motivations External motivations Are motivations put on your character By other characters Like if you don't go do this You're going to be fired That's an external motivation Your character is being motivated To do something Otherwise he or she will be punished And it can be something as You know Work-related or it can be a personal. If you don't keep your dick in the in your pants, you're going to get divorced. Um, if you be you're going to get a ticket, that's an external motivation. Now, conflicts, internal-external conflicts. An internal conflict would be like, I really want to do this, but I probably shouldn't. I... Want to do this, but I can't It's more often than not, you see it is a moral dilemma that's the conflict I want to do this, but I can't do this. I want to go out with this person, but I can't because they're dating somebody else. I want to be the president of the United States, but somebody else is currently the president of the United States. That's an internal, that's an external conflict, maybe. You know, motivations. External conflict is usually inflicted on your character by the antagonist. Uh... I would have to deal with morons if I was the president of the United States. I don't actually literally want to be the president of the United States. I was making an example, a poor one. I actually want to be the empress of the free world. That way I can hire people to do that shit for me. I want to be a pampered empress of the free world. That's right. That's right. Anyways, so... When you're moving through your goals and your relations and your conflicts for your characters, this will impact your plot. And in your plot, you have external and internal plot movements, whether you're aware of it or not. Now, this is how it works there are two things that move your character through your story. External motivations and internal motivations. Again, you go back to motivation, which is always the biggest factor in your story and in your character. What motivates them? What moves them? What makes them push through um, conflict, either internal or external conflict? Are they, or if they don't. Allowing your character to fail, often a very, pivotal moment in your story what what happens if they don't win the day and when you're asking when you're building your plot the best thing you can do is ask yourself questions what happens if they don't win what happens if they don't get there in time what happens here what happens there and it's amazing really what you can Develop for your character if you have these questions and you explore them fully. But the problem always becomes um, that you get sidetracked and then suddenly you have 15 subplots, and you can't have 15 subplots. You cannot have 15 subplots in your novel. Stop it. You can have two Write that down. You can have two subplots in your novel. Even two is iffy. I'm going to be honest. Two is iffy. And here's something else. That's right. We're not Tolkien. Or Martin. Or Nora Roberts. (laughs) So we don't get to do these things. But one thing I would say about a subplot. If your subplot does not involve your main character, if the outcome of your subplot does not impact your main character, in some way it has no business in your story. Or perhaps you've picked the wrong character to be your main character. So, you can't have 15 subplots in your story. You can have two, and they should both impact in some way on your main character. A subplot is not a scene. Your main character doesn't have to be in every single scene of your novel, unless you're writing in first person, and that's a whole nother matter altogether. But a subplot is a dual theme that runs the length of your novel. It is not a isolated scene. It is not. Um, it's not. It's just not a scene. It's not. You know, like Twisted Writer just said, does does it count as a subplot if there's just a moment of pure porn? And absolutely not. It is not count as a subplot. A subplot. Is a plot, it's just smaller. It's not a scene, it's not, it's bigger. And it has to move through your whole story to qualify as a subplot. And one of the main issues that I see in new writers is that they'll have all these little branching out, 15, 16 little subplots just running around all crazy in their story, and they never end. Now here's something about a subplot. Your subplot should wrap up. At the 75% mark. If your book is 100%, at 75 any subplot you have running in your novel should end. It should be completed. It should have its movement stopped and be met with a resolution. It's just also sometime around the the climax of your story. Because then after that, everything after that is the wind down from your climax and it must be concentrated on your main plot. So if your subplot does not end at the 75 mark at the con- at the climax of your story, you've got a big problem because you're because t- you're, you're telling more than one story. And it might mean that you have to go back and pull the subplot out of your book and make it its own story, or you need to remove the subplot completely, because if you cannot close your subplot at the 75% mark, then you have made a mistake. But it is better to edit a mistake than to look at a blank page. So don't get intimidated by the idea that you're walking into a story and making a mistake, because mistakes can always be corrected. Um, Also, at this point, I would like to... um, point out this is a kind of a do as I say not as I do please don't take my fan fiction work as a template because often I um, I play with concepts and ideas and um, different movements and paces and characters in my fan fiction that I would never do professionally because number one I literally could not sell something the size of, say, ties that bind, no publisher would touch it. It's too big. You know, it's almost, I'm pretty sure it's closer to 300 K, and that's ridiculous for professional work. So when you're playing in fandom, you can do things and explore things, which is why a lot of professional writers play in fandom. There's an estimate that there are anywhere from, I don't know, 50 to 60% of the writers in fandom are professionals in in one way or another whether it be technical writing or journalism or fiction writing or whatever um that they are professionals in the field of of writing in some form or another and it's because there is a freedom there to explore concepts and ideas and plot movements and pacing and space when you're separating out your characters and it's it's fun but you can't take it professional arena, because it doesn't work that way. When you're telling a story to your friend, you can move around, you can back up, Oh, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this was so crazy and you won't believe what he did next. But when you're telling a story to an editor, there's no backing up. You move forward, keep it clean, you keep it simple, and that's what I would say when you're separating out your fan fiction from your professional um is to not to give yourself a plan and stick in your plan and don't go off on tangents and don't have 15 subplots don't have 15 subplots even if you write fan fiction, I'm for real as a reader of fanfiction, I wish you would do me this service and not have 15 subplots that you're never ever ever going to wrap up because that's really fucking annoying I'm just saying I don't have any examples because I don't do that But you know what I mean. Oh, no. My monitors went um, dark because I hadn't touched them in so long. Um, Yes. Um, Shailen says, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, um, says in the chat room that she knew a professional um, writer who removed her fan fiction from the Internet. Uh, Yes, that happens, and sometimes it does It just depends on the... The writer and their comfort with it. Um, I do keep my professional work and my fandom work separate for several reasons um, that are personal. Um, But I do also plan to write as Kira professionally. I have no fucks to give about that particularly. I'm going to put it out there and just see how it goes because I have this story about a werewolf who falls in love with a doctor and it's, it's Really adorable. I love it, um, and um, I'm currently mid-sexing. And I do literally mean mid-sexing. I'm talking like penetration has happened, and then I stopped writing. Penetration. We have we have achieved anal penetration, and um, like, and if you don't know, and if you haven't been keeping track of my radio show, you might not realize what a big deal that is for me. But for, but for like, I don't know, about eight months, I had a problem. Writing anal sex and I totally broke the barrier, boomed right through it. Um, Twisted Writer asked me a question in the chat room, and I need you to rephrase it because I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> but but there is going to be nodding Azor. Yes, there is. And um, so it's it, it is like he's balls deep currently. Um. It is hot, Doctor, and I'm looking forward, and I'm I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm getting it back. It's it's coming back, but we're not going to discuss why it was gone, because then it might go away again, and I don't want to go there ever again, so we're not going to bring it up anymore. Anyways, <clears throat> I am going to put out an original story as Kara, because I don't care, Um I would say that ad writers would qualify, attorneys, um, paralegals probably would qualify because a lot of them are, actually have degrees also in technical writing. But what I mean by writers um, professionally, mostly I would say it's fiction and um, maybe journalists and technical writers. You would b- not believe how many technical writers there are in the world and what they do for us, and those, all those readme's that we don't actually read. Yeah, there's some there's some poor lady in a cubicle somewhere writing that shit, and we're not ever going to read it. Now I'm not trying to guilt you because I don't read readmes either, and I'm not gonna. But you know how when you get a program and there's a readme attached to it, well, some somebody had to write that shit, and that, and that's what technical writers get paid for to write readmes for programs and um, you know, and practically every program that, that leaves uh. A tech company has a readme attached to it, and it can be anywhere from a few pages to a few thousand pages and Some writer out there got paid to do that. I appreciate their perseverance. I'm still not going to read their readme, even though it literally says "Read me on it." Julie says i have have written so many readme files. see <laughs> technical writers, I imagine there are a lot of technical writers in fandom, because if I had to write that shit all day long, I would come home and write porn all night. I wouldn't be able to help myself. It would be like I would have to, like, have some kind of escape from it. Something. But, um... I you know you meet all kinds of professionals in fandom. So I'm not just saying that those are the only kinds you're going to encounter. I'm just saying that's what I've encountered and um it the estimates range from 40 to 75% depending on who you talk to about how many professional writers there are in fandom. I personally know six. Literally, I know six professional writers who write in fandom and I'm not including myself. Or Lady Holder, who is also a professional writer. Indeed, just signed her second contract. Yay! And Lady Holder says she knows three. Are you including me in that number? I didn't include you, so that's almost ten total right there that me that she and I could name, and I imagine that you also know we also know the biggest one uh, I'm not sure if she still has fan fiction in fandom, but we're not gonna bring her up because um there might be bashing in my chat room um I, I won't do that <sighs> but um there are some stargate fan um stargate big name fans who transferred over into um the professional arena. Um Zant who still publishes fan fiction is also self-publishing um doing very well. It's really awesome. So just between me and Lady Holder, we could point out 10 professional 10 professional writers in fandom. I would never do such. I would never point them out, but I know them. And that's what we we're talking about is like when you go, So mm, Azur says Scribe went pro and was working on her second book when she passed. Is yeah, Scribe passed this year or was it last year, Azor? She'll answer me in chat in a second. Um, <clears throat> it was last April, um, Azur tells me. I have been told that if I get outed, I will have to make a decision about whether or not to keep my fanfiction online. Um, So if I get outed against my will, I'm going to roast somebody over a fire. I'm just going to let you know out front. If you figured out who I am, or if you know somebody who does know who I am and you find out my name and it gets spread around the Internet, I am roasting you over a fucking fire. I'm going to leave my domain up and I'm going to put your information on it. Saying, this person outed me to fandom and so now I have to go away and fuck you all. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I mean, you know, it's just because professionally you have to make decisions and choices about your marketability, your um, reputation, your um, ability to sell to a professional company. And because um, publishers publishers can be very, very, very but you know what though i have I will say this um if e l. James did anything for writers, it was she's kind of broke the barrier on that whole fan fiction thing, and a lot of publishers are backing off on their stance about letting people in their stable. Of, of writers write, um, write fan fiction. Because for a while there, they were really, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't be associated with it. Don't even look at it. Don't look at it. Don't read it. If there's been fan fiction being written about you, ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. And then E.L. James sold a million <laughs> made several million dollars and surpassed Harry Potter in sales. And then suddenly, they were like, oh, well, a hundred million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. And then suddenly they were like, oh, well, maybe fan fiction isn't so bad. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> so, yeah, there there is a gradual shift. I will say this. That there's been a gradual shift in, in how that's treated. And um, maybe there will come a day when um, my, um, the people who, uh, have a problem with that would we'll be like, okay, you know what? It'll be fine. Don't don't worry about it. So there is there was um a fear of of being sued. Uh honestly, um fan fiction is being treated differently today than it was even five years ago. And it's not all about E. L. James it's about um uh, a shift in how fans are treated and, and how fan fiction is treated. Because um in the eighties Star Trek fans were sued for writing fan fiction. Of course it didn't go anywhere. Um and Paramount ended up looking like a total fucking asshole for it. And that changed a lot. That changed a lot because people were like, um, how dare you be an asshole to your fans <laughs> We're the reason you make money. If we wanna get online talk about your shit and make stuff up, we should be allowed to. We're spending our money on you. We're spending our time on you. And I the the fandom in Star Trek was so huge we got movies out of it. We got a new T V series out of it. It keeps it keeps characters alive. It keeps shows alive. <clears throat> And at one time, Star Trek encouraged fan fiction so much that fans were allowed to write in and send in scripts to be used or to be considered for for use in a story. More than one Next Generation episode was written by a fan fiction writer. Professional writer, I um, asked my My agent, hey, could you actually get me in to write some Star Trek books? Because I would really like to do that. And there is actually a whole process you can go through if you're professionally published, where you can <laughs> write legit fan fiction <laughs> under the Star Trek brand. You have to follow certain rules and guidelines because you can't have Kirk and Spock getting it on. But um, you, I mean, there are those books are written. By people like you and me They just have a professional end And my agent And I um, I considered doing a treatment And doing a Synopsis And um, But Then I, I got kind of Intimidated and didn't do it And I kind of regret it Because wouldn't it be awesome If I'd actually published a Star Trek book If I had I wouldn't be able to Keep it to myself I'm telling you right now I would have totally told Fucking everybody <clears throat> But I do think That fandom Has it's place And I think, um, well, who's the dude who does Sherlock? Because he just, he admitted last week that um, the BBC Sherlock was basically fan fiction. That he can't really criticize fan fiction because he himself writes fan fiction. Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat says he gets paid to write Sherlock fan fiction. And that is actually absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Um, And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh and this totally went off what I was gonna talk about, but who cares? I'll just edit my um my uh description here. Um <clears throat> later, Hello. Later, you're on the air. Hello, what are you doing? Hello.
1: I'm waiting on my husband to get home. He is going to be home today so or tonight Yay. so i actually well, Yay. i actually have to i get to have my spouse back it's so weird um and the whole thing with with the um making a <coughs> <coughs> making a plot and sticking to it oh yes how 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 much that that is something that is not normal for me um I am far more of a panther than I am with anything else. And even with the professional stuff, I know what my end goal is. It's the middle stuff that I have a great deal of fun playing with. You know, and so it's um, it's always more – it's always difficult. I mean, be it uh, the professional stuff or
0: um,
1: the fan fiction, making sure that everything – has some logic to it. That's that's always a a great deal of fun too. You know, because I I really don't want to be you know riding along and everything's wonderful and all of a sudden I've done the whole squirrel issue or jump the shark or however you want to put this where left field and I are starting to get really well acquainted
0: and, and then we found a body.
1: <laughs> yes. And then we have Emprig. Why do we have MPRIG in this particular story? Where did this come from? <laughs> yes, this makes no logical sense.
2: Wait a second.
1: Yeah. No. Mm. So. Ah. Yeah. Just all sorts of weird things. You yeah. Um. I guess the 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 biggest thing for me with with any of the the whole. You know, actually, you know trying to keep a structure and everything um when I bother to write anything down, it's very loose. There are certain goals that need to be met, and that's that's about as close as I come. Um, as far as the whole fan fiction professional writer routine, I've been lucky um my publisher knew exactly who I was beforehand uh from from what i understand you know they're they're well aware of of who and what i am and why i or what i write as lady halter now there's nothing to say that as or if i ever go to another publisher you know would they be as willing to um be well frankly indulgent you know i don't know uh that's something that You know, may or may not happen. I'm going to ignore Ezra. It's just really so much easier.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been holding it in for like five minutes. Ever since I accidentally shipped Moffat and Caddis. I remember how you say his name. Moffat? Yes. (laughs) Oh, Bouncing Bunnies. Anyways, anyways, I early in um in my writing life, I uh mm-hmm. I had that and then syndrome, and then and then and then and we were talking uh-huh. last week or week before last about Lord of the Rings and how um, uh-huh. Re- Return of the King had like six endings. <laughs> uh
1: huh. It, <did>. it <laughs> And and really, I think you know Harry Potter it- had one too many. Well, yeah, and apparently the thing with with the endings on the movie is they eat, they cut some out. There was I stuff know, that right? didn't actually make it. So you know, no, there were like six
0: or seven endings in the book. There were like three oh, in the movie. Because um, you didn't like get to the see the the Scourge of the sh- of the Shire, and um, I was like, could, could, could we have one more ending? Really? Could we have one more? One more, please, one more. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, apparently they they alluded to the, the, the scouring of the Shire in the scene scouring. of Galadriel. Um, uh, da, 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 somewhere towards the end, like the last 45 minutes of fellowship with, with Galadriel, um, they, they mentioned you know, well, in the they, book,
0: Sourman, Sourman, sourpuss sourpuss, sourpuss, sourpuss and um, that... That evil half-ass wizard who had um, the king of Rohan under his spell. Yeah, What's his name? that would be Wormtail. 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 I am no Wormtongue. Wormtail wasn't oh, yeah. here. Sorry. Sorry, Wormtail
1: is the. <laughs> I'm yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah totally
0: Wormtongue. It's a worm.
1: It's, it's, Anyways, worm yeah, Wormtongue, Wormtongue yes.
0: and Sourpuss go to the Shire. 'Cause they can't pick on anybody their own size. <laughs>
1: they
0: have to pick on people who are less than half their size. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I know how to say it. Sourman. Sourmon, Sauron. I just like saying Sour with more. It works out better. You know
1: I like Sour better. Yeah. yeah, the thing with, with the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit, that's also fan fiction. Okay because um Jackson and Philip Boyens and and whatever the hell his wife is na- is named they all um worked to make the the movie that they wanted to see okay and so you know it's um it's interesting to see how they they what they cherry-picked, what was important, what um, what best drove the story, and there's reasons why I haven't actually read the bloody books after all this time, especially considering I like the story. I don't want to. Have I the read.
0: Rip re- through it with a red pen. I read. Um, first, I would never presume to edit Tolkien. <laughs> this is what. That- that after? But I read um, The Hobbit and all three of the, the – and, and, and the trilogy when I was 13 mm-hmm. years old. Um, mm-hmm. I got it as a gift, and um, I got it in October as a gift. Um, I, uh, I finished it by the summer. Okay. And I um, – then I read uh, them again over the summer because I had more time but um and then mm-hmm. I have never read them again.
2: Oh.
0: I would never edit JK Rowling either. And while I would have written Harry Potter differently, it's she wrote it, so I would never mm-hmm. um presume to um to tell her about herself even um, even in absentea. Um <laughs> Oh JK, I can't believe really you use this word here. Shame on you. Yes. Yeah. Julianne, what were you thinking? But then, you know, I think in some ways fan fiction is a is a um, is kind of like that. You're saying, "Oh, well, I didn't." You know, you're you had a lot of potential, but I think I've done that a little bit differently. So I'm gonna go get over here on archive of our own and do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Your story had potential. <laughs> There's this but I really this feel like you made a mistake, and all those dwarves shouldn't have died. Oh, my God,
1: that pisses me off. Don't remind me.
2: Damn
1: it. Yes, and your poor mother, who will never, ever watch the movies, if if you have anything to do with it.
0: Well, she asked, because she said the digital copy is hitting Amazon next week, um, mm-hmm. on Tuesday, I think. And uh, she had watched um, the first two, because um, I had mm-hmm. bought them for uh research purposes and and they're in yeah. my Amazon account. And um uh-huh. <clears throat> she uh, um, was like uh, I I think we I think we should buy it just to complete our collection. I said, Well if we buy it you're gonna end up watching it and you can't watch it in uh-huh. public because I watched the last ten minutes on YouTube and cried like baby. <laughs> no, I said, Mama, I was, like, ugly crying. It was ugly. I was like, <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a mess. I was a mess. And I remember wow. reading The Hobbit as a very young woman, as a 13-year-old. Yes, i a young woman. Mm-hmm. But, um, and sob- I was, The Hobbit tore me up. I'm not going to lie. I always, I never could figure out why Feely had to die, too. He could have had the same amount of of impact and angst if he had killed Thorin and Keeley mm-hmm. and left Feely alive. As a writer, looking at the context of the book and the movement and the characters, I would have if I go if if, if I went into it knowing that Thorin would never be king. I would have killed Thorin and Keeley and Feely would have lived. Yeah. But I wouldn't have wrote that story, that. because in my story, they all would have lived, and Thorne would have been fucking king under the mountain, as you might have noticed in my Hobbit works in progress. <laughs> yes, and I'm very happy but that I'm just those saying works that in progress. If I, but then also, Bilbo would have been a girl, because fuck it, why are there no girls in The Hobbit?
1: Because, because... Tolkien is a product of his time, and girls didn't do that, didn't, you know, they just you no. Know what? No,
0: no, there are no girls in The Hobbit. They don't even I'm pass not... them walking through the fucking Shire. There are none yes, in no, Breed, no. not even a serving girl. There's no girls, yes. there's no girls anywhere. It is terrible. Anyways. I'm not trying to bash talking. I mean, I don't think he did it on purpose. I, I don't think he set out to say I'm not going to have any female characters in the story. That's just what happened. hmm That's just how he plotted it and um it was like it actually makes the Hobbit creepastic because uh none like there are like only like four or five Females even given names, and we only know the name Mm -hmm. of one female dwarf, and that is Mm Dees and she's it. We don't. Yep. who spends most of um, his scenes talking about his son and his wife, never says his wife's name. Oh, Jesus, really? Really. Dees is the only female dwarf in Tolkien canon to have a name. That's depressing. Dolus says females were just so below his nose that he didn't mention them at all.
1: Considering how in love with the... And maybe that's true. And that's why... That's depressing.
0: That's why... I will always write a female Bilbo. I, I'm just, I, it makes me so mad. Oh, it makes me mad. And I, I don't, I, it's just like, it just flew over my my, my inner feminist, and, and I, I can't get past it. I doubt, seriously, I don't know if if, if Gladriel actually appeared in The Hobbit. I don't remember. Gladriel? I... She's in the movie, but I'm not sure if she's in the book. She might have been at the White Council, Maybe. I mean, it's been a long time since I've read it.
1: Well, if anybody's got the
0: books. I have it downstairs somewhere. I would have to go find it. Um, I just don't remember. I don't remember. I know we only hear about female hobbits um, Mm -hmm. by name, and we didn't see any until Lord of the Rings. Um, Right. We only get one female dwarf, and we never see her. Ever, she never has a single scene. Huh? And her name—I don't think even her name was mentioned until she only got her name on the official family tree because her sons died heroically. That's really, really depressing. Well, that's more than for depressing. And I Mm -hmm. believe that was Tolkien saying that, that she was, that he honored their mother because of her actions and gave her a name. Because Philly and Keeley died so um, so well.
1: If I remember right, it's also partially because of, you know, the the whole, um, what he was basing this particular universe off of, which was the... um, Norse sagas and stuff, and, and women weren't mentioned. You know, it's it's like, you know, half the, the universe didn't exist for some of these idiots. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's, it's a depressing thing to think about, but it is, you know, unfortunately true. And yeah, they, they didn't see women as viable. And we're still still dealing with that particular infection. So Okay. So why are you quiet all of a sudden?
2: Let's does it Uh
0: there's an article on Slate.com that was written in 2013 that says, We Don't Need Women in the Hobbit. What? It's actually titled that. It's actually oh. titled, We Don't Need Women in the Hobbit.
1: Oh, my God, really? Oh, and here's
0: a here's a quote. Tolkien seems to have wiped women off the face of Middle Earth. Lovely.
1: Oh my
0: god. He's actually complaining about the placement of Gladriel in the Hobbit, says it's mostly like feels like it's checking it's the checking of a box. Well, an and it reminded me a that a lot of, of what I want in popular culture is not mandatory rainbow coalitions and gender balance in every single movie and television show, but more movies and shows that are about women and people of color, and a sense that those movies aren't shows aren't the only for women, aren't only for the women and people of color color depicted in them. Ugh. I'll put this article up in the chat room, and I'll put it on the um. uh Jenny, I think, <clears throat> put it up. Yeah, okay. to thank it. you, Jilly. Um, I will put it in the uh, description.
1: Here's the thing. If you're going to do a I, – I guess I'm going to roll back to the, the whole um, plotting and stuff. Um, fan fiction, a lot of it we deal with shows where there's a very big gender – Ratio difference where there's a lot more guys than there are girls, and so we tend to write a lot more guy based um fan fiction than we do with women, and we talked about that before i mean thanks thank you Julie, for commenting about that because she did but um, we're at least moderately aware of it when we when we hit that particular bias. And so, um, including women doesn't seem like a, a token anything. It just seems like, well, it's a little bit weird to realize that there are no women in, you know, all of these various places that people go. You know, why why are there not women? You know, it, it's when you when you go to or when you would go to. Medieval bars, there were women. When you went in marketplaces, there were women. When you went, you know, anywhere in a town, there were women, okay? So it always seems weird that they take out 50% of the population. What do they do with them? So I don't know.
0: It also needs to pointed out that, um, by and large, Fiction was written by men for a very long time, uh-huh. and um, and women who wanted to sell their work often chose to write under a man's name. I'm reminded of a scene in um, Becoming Jane where it's a story, it's a fictionalized kind of fan fiction portrayal of of Jane Austen's um journey as a writer and it's a beautiful movie, I have to admit. But there's a part where um she's she's sitting off by herself and she's writing and it pans to two other actresses and one of the actresses is um Maggie Oh my god, her huh? name just fell out of my head. Huh?
1: Jane Maggie
0: Smith uh, or Maggie. Somebody... Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith, and one, one of the actresses says, she's writing, and Maggie Smith's character looks at her, and she's horrified, and she goes, is there anything we can do about it? Like, it's the worst possible thing that she could possibly uh-huh. be doing. It, it's just great. It's a it's a great little moment. It's, it's a great little moment. Uh-huh. I, I highly recommend that movie. It will make you cry. A lot of times, um, professionally, um, what I've noticed is that female writers will sometimes write fantasy and science fiction under a man's name. You look at Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, she picked a Uh gender-neutral name to write under.
1: Yep. You don't see
0: Joanne Rowling scrawled across it, you just see J.K. Rowling scrawled across it. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, This is true, too. I know five men who write romance under female names. I know Mm -hmm. them personally, interact with them on a regular basis, that one of whom is (laughs) a USA Today bestseller, author, female writer, male in person. He's never attended a convention. He doesn't belong to the Romance Writers of America, even though they invite him to the local chapter all the fucking time. They don't invite me anymore. That's an entirely separate matter. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. If I told you it would out me, it was yeah, bad. Yeah, no, let's not
1: do that. Anyways.
0: Let's not do that. Anyways, um, he, uh, he's a stunning writer, um, and he could not get published with a male pen name this went on for five years and he submitted some of the best work I've ever read and it would not not a single agent or publisher would look at it I said look give yourself a female pen name and put your real legal name down is your initials and see what happens the first book he submitted that way was bought in auction
3: now, an auction
0: means that it got he sent it to six or seven publishers at the same time. Uh-huh. And he sent it to an agent, and the agent picked it up and started making the rounds. And he signed with the agent, and a week after he signed with the agent, six publishers met in a room in New York City and auctioned for his book. Huh. And one of them cut him a check for $20,000. Good job. Rainey says the only male romance writer that I know is Nicholas Sparks. I'm going to tell you right now, Nicholas Sparks is not a romance writer. And if you called him that to his face, he would probably cuss you out. He absolutely hates to be called a romance writer. He is not a romance writer. He is a romantic he writes romantic stories That's his story and that's the one he's sticking to Personally I think he writes tragedies But that's just me <laughs> uh-huh. I could be wrong I doubt it But I could be <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Have You ever... I vowed to myself to stop reading his books, and I'm not going to watch his fucking movies. And one night, I'm flipping to the channels, and I say, oh, Richard Gere. And I love Richard Gere. I don't care. I love Richard Gere. And so I'm watching Richard Gere, and I look, Diane Lane, isn't she pretty? And I'm I'm really enjoying myself. And then, and then, and then the moment happens, and I'm like, oh, my God, damn it. Is this a fucking Nicholas Sparks movie? And so I ran over, and I looked it up, and it fucking was a fucking Nicholas Sparks movie. Uh, 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 uh. It was Nights in Roseanne or Rohan or Rohans whatever. <sighs> I could have stabbed somebody. I, I'm just saying. Safe Haven actually did have a happy ending. I was really surprised by Safe Haven. I watched it on Netflix. I was like, what, really? But it was also kind of tragic because then you realize that what you realized, Jade? You've you've read it, you know. You know what I'm talking about, Jade. And it was oh, that's so sad and pitiful. But oh, and oh, oh, love, pure love. So I actually recommend Safe Haven, um, but be prepared to cry a little at the end. Just a little, uh-uh. not a lot. Just just a little, but um, it's a it's a good cry. It's like a Steel Magnolias kind of cry. No, that movie's horrifying too. Thanks. <laughs> I, Steel Magnolias, when I want to cry, that's what I watch. And as a woman, you understand that I need to cry sometimes, right? Um, When I want to cry, Mm -hmm. I watch Steel Magnolias. I don't make it past, I don't even make it to the funeral.
1: See, If I I want a tearjerker of a movie for me, I'll go watch Last of the Mohicans, for God's sake. (sighs)
0: That one's oh, not my damn. God. I cannot own. Oh, oh, God. Last of them, who tears my heart out? Oh, I'll come for you. That's me too. Okay. I'll be here waiting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Talk about lifting out your goddamn heart. Survive. I'll come for you. Okay. Yes. No, yes. The whole don't take too long. Horrible. God. And then, and then when he falls in the waterfall and she jumps after him, mm-hmm. or does he fall first? Who falls first? I don't know. But it's terrible. It's so terrible. I can't even think about. It. I'm actually tearing up just thinking about it. Oh. Now Jade says Armageddon, and that is no. Yes. That's another one. When she calls him daddy, when she calls him daddy and says no, it just my heart's broken. Just boom, crack. It's just cracked down the middle, and I'm, I'm done.
2: Mm-hmm. Skip. Yep.
0: total,
1: total heartbreaker right there, but, you know, in, in one of those horrible ways, I mean, it, it's a complete and utter um, guy movie that I really enjoy, but they did it right, you know. They actually did pretty good on that one. Um, mm-hmm. what's another good mm-hmm. one that, that the husband Claire says if she wants to cry, up. I read. Yes. The husband peers up over um, Titanic. And one of the books that actually got me to to muffle a sob was Master Harper of Pern. Really? Hmm. When Robinson died? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, deep, so, so intact- deep Impact
0: is... Yeah, I, I I Deep impact is pitiful. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you won in in deep impact. It was
1: pitiful. You didn't. Humanity just kind of made it through by the skin of our bloody teeth.
0: I cannot. I've watched Saving Private Ryan once. I will never watch it again. It ruined me. Schindler's List ruined me too. Uh,
1: can't even go there. Saving Private Ryan gives my dad flashbacks. I'll think I'll pass on that one. You know, um, and
0: and never, you're absolutely right. If you want to ball and you're, um, if you want to cry like a baby and you're a Stargate fan, there is no better story no. in fandom than freedom. Is just another word for nothing left another to lose. Another word
1: for nothing left to lose. And,
0: yes. If you, oh, if you want to cry. You go read that you go read that because not only yep. is it actually one of the most beautiful pieces of fiction I've ever read, it is mm-hmm. the best story in Stargate fandom bar none
1: hands down forever and always it will be that's it done the, the best and you, you know what really gets me about that story? It's a love story it's 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 a, it's a it's two people who were so deeply in love with each other, and you never hear one person's name throughout the whole story. There's always this hole there for them, but they're never overtly mentioned. There's, it's terrible. Their never said. Yes,
0: it is. it is a terrible... It is. Feeling, and you have it throughout the whole story, and it is mm-hmm. such an amazing um, piece of writing. It's um, uh, tragic and beautiful, and mm-hmm. and
2: you know, I actually,
0: it? I make it through the whole story until the end. Mm-hmm. When Rodney is, and he that says, is- "I always knew mm-hmm. you weren't going to be an old I man," never- and at mm-hmm. that point start crying, gone, mhm, gone, yep it's no matter how
1: John Shepherd, as he was written in that particular story it it's absolutely not a shock that he didn't make it to to see to see his retirement. All right.
0: um, As a character, um, John didn't grow. He didn't. Um, he didn't expand his his. Um, he barely expanded his personal compass in the story to include his team. So he. Mm-hmm. He went into the series having very little to live for, and by the end of the series, he still had very little to almost nothing to live for. Um, Mm -hmm. There was no romantic connection for him. He wasn't connected to his family. His father had died. Him and his brother weren't on good terms. Um, So in that last scene that we get of John and the team on Atlantis, and they're under the Golden Gate Bridge, And uh, there's Rodney. Was that? Barbie. And and he's telling her that she's all he needs.
1: Oh, yeah, bullshit.
0: And there's John standing by himself.
1: Yeah.
0: I just. And I think that probably is the biggest slap in the face mm-hmm. that a writer the ever gave me. I put that right up there, the final scene in, Star, uh, in Farscape, before the Peacekeeper Wars, when you know what fucking mm-hmm. happens. You all know what happens. Oh, yeah. We know. Motherfuckers. We oh, know. I got, oh, I burst into tears. Because I knew it was, now see, that wasn't their fault. It wasn't the writer's fault. No. It wasn't the cast's fault. They they,
1: they went They, went into they that, did not that know. Season no, they went into that season and filming of that last episode thinking everything was kosher that they had another season Bastards.
0: They did not tell them that they were canceling Farscape until that episode was in the can. So you can't blame the writers or the actors or the producers or anybody else involved except for the people who were paying the bills and said, okay, fuck you, you're canceled. And we knew going into that that last episode that it was going to be our last episode, right? And it was beautiful. And he was asking her to marry him, and there was going to be a baby, and she said, yes. And it was like, yeah. And then... Aliens blew them up. I was like, and I can't be the only person who actually literally burst into tears because I was no, like, "What but the fuck is this? What the I fuck agree. is this shit? What am I supposed to do with this?"
1: Mhm. I'm absolutely not surprised that there was a letter writing campaign and all hell was was raised, and you know, we we are going to make this work type thing. They did it, you know.
0: Um but then we got then we got peace uh-huh. wars and everything was right and everything was beautiful but then Dargo died and that was some bullshit.
1: Yes, Dargo is, is <laughs> Dargo's death is definitely bullshit.
0: Um originally
1: this <laughs> comment McKay has needs upon, uh, upon needs that no woman or even lover could hope to meet because he's too intellectually driven. That was taking him out of character to a ridiculous degree. Um, I
0: like to think that at that point McKay was still pussy blind. Yeah. Um, um, because he was thing, thinking with his dick. He was thinking with his oh, little hands and so his big head. He would have eventually got over that. That like the first was time doomed. she
1: asked him to do something against the the, um, the best interests of, of, you know, Atlantis. That would have gone over badly.
0: <laughs> Clara says, can we cry love potions? Yes, we can. I cut the epilogue uh-huh. out of my um, book seven.
1: Yes, didn't Yeah, I'm not kidding. Didn't mention
0: that. I took an exacto knife and cut the ending of book seven. There is no epilogue in my copy of The Deathly Hallows. And my niece, who was at my house one day and picked up mine to read, um, mine ended differently than hers. And she brings it to me, and she says, you need to fix my copy of this like you fixed yours. And my sister was like, what are you talking about? I said, I, I cut the epilogue out. She said, why would you do that? I said, because it's trash, and it doesn't, it's not real. It didn't happen. My, my niece is like, yeah, it didn't happen. I'm writing I'm my niece, niece a story. Um, mm-hmm. Phoenix is for my niece. She asked for it. Uh, I do want to phenomenal. warn you in advance that some of Thank you. Um, Some of the plot points are hers because um, I took her out for her birthday and we went to the cafe and she had a little tablet and she was so cute. Oh, it was adorable. She had a little tablet and she set it all up and she was playing games while I was writing. And um, we got to talking, um, me and a couple of writers, about uh, uh, stories that we would like to see, you Mm -hmm. know, we would have liked to have seen written in in different things in different places. And um, she said... I would like a story where Harry and Hermione become boyfriend and girlfriend during the tournament. And I looked at her and I said, you would? She said, yeah, would you write it for me? And I said, absolutely. And so we got out a document, and she listed all the things she would like to see in the story. (laughs) And I I kept that list, and I have it. Um, Also, there will be parts of the Phoenix where Hermione – has some traits that aren't exactly canon. And it's because I've kind of inserted some of my niece's traits into Hermione to give my niece a a heads up on things that she does that she needs to stop. Like she's, (laughs) um, well, there's a scene that I just actually recently written, wrote for the Phoenix, um, and um, she, uh, now that whole thing about the bracelet, I said, well, what if he got a bracelet from the future with, like, an old version of himself in it who told him everything he should do and shouldn't do? And she said, that's awesome. He should call it Phoenix. <laughs>
1: okay. I said, okay.
0: The, the, the bracelet will be Phoenix. And so she was just, she was so awesome. It was really amazing. And she uh, she was like, and Jenny is terrible. I was like, we agree, Jenny's terrible. And um, she said, not like Ron either. I said, okay. I think I, that's probably my fault because I don't like Ron. I've never made any secret of it, and I think that I've influenced oh, you, my sister's really kids sometimes. Made any secret of it? <laughs> and so, like recently, I, I wrote a scene where Hermione gets mad at Harry, and she ignores him mm-hmm. all day. Because she's mad. And that's a very girl thing to do. And my niece is, like, super famous for it in my family. If she gets mad at uh-huh. you, she will ignore you, sometimes for days. And so I put that in there to kind of give her, oh, you need to, don't be such an asshole, because this can come back to bite you. Really? So, there's lots of things, elements in the Phoenix that are kind of lessons, little moral lessons for my niece, because I'm writing the book for her, and I'm sharing it with you guys just because. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's great.
0: And I mean, it will stay members only. Um Phoenix will stay members only um because I don't want my niece googling part of it and finding my gay porn.
1: Oh god, no. Yeah, let's pass that.
0: Yeah. She knows better than to visit my professional name, but she's also very smart.
2: Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I don't want her stumbling across Phoenix on Kira and um, going, "Oh, what is it? Oh, what is that?" I would get a phone call Aunt Kira, "What the fuck is this?" But she wouldn't say "fuck." She <laughs> might, depending on how shocked she was. Yes. Why yes, is let's, let's Why is do John that. doing that to Rodney? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh.
1: Oh my!
2: <laughs> uh
0: huh. Wow. Twisted Writer says, "Does this mean you mean that you have to hang out with your niece to get more story?" No, she gave me all the plot points she wanted. I have already plotted the entire story. Um, I actually have about 20k that I've written that's not available on the site because um, that was just an excerpt I gave you guys. Just because. Um, so. I think that um, to make it uh, within her range of reading, that it won't be much bigger than a maybe. It might be two hundred k total, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't want it to get too big for her, but she read The Deathly Hallows in a week, so it isn't like I'm worried she won't be able to keep up with it. I just don't want it to seem too big for her when she's when she's reading it. So, right. She has her own Kindle. Okay. She's she's funny as mm-hmm. hell. She, she's fucking hilarious. I have to watch um I have to watch her Kindle account because um a lot of times romance publishers will make um things free and Harlequin Blaze had this free book.
1: Oh. And Harlequin
0: Blaze, Blaze is the erotica line for Harlequin. Oh. And they had a free book. And so I have her email account attached to my own. Well, I get a copy of all her emails that way I can make sure some predator. Because I'm, my sister said if I'm going to give her an email account, I have to monitor it, and I agree. So I agreed to mm-hmm. monitor it. So I get an email from Amazon: congratulations on your or your purchase or you know or whatever of her, this from Facebook Facebook. I'm like, I called her. I'm like, what did you just do? And she was like, <laughs> um, uh, I said, you give your Kindle to your mother right now, and put her on the phone. And I, put, and she, my sister was like, what? And she said, your daughter just downloaded porn. <laughs> what? No. She was on Amazon. I said, yeah, Amazon sells porn. Lots of it. She went, oh, my God. Thank you. She said, what is it? I said, it's their Harlequin blade." She says, I love those books. Oh, my God, I can't believe you downloaded this book. <laughs> uh bruh she did go over to her own kindle and download it for herself because it was free but um yeah so <laughs> i have to watch her she would definitely google um if she thought that it was available online if she realized it was available online she would definitely google mm-hmm. um you're um, right at least it wasn't a dino erotica that, that's a
1: small favors
0: <laughs> small favors yeah Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. So, But this isn't the only story I'm, I'm writing for um, a member of my family. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also um, writing a YA project for my nephew, nephew for Padawan, um, and I'm probably I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that or how I'm going to publish it, but I will probably let you guys know when I do because it's going to be under a different pen name since it will be YA and I've, I've never done YA before, and it is original. Um, I, so, I remember I hearing
1: about that, and it's quite cute if it's the one I'm thinking of.
0: Hmm. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I like I like writing for my nieces and nephews, and I often tell them stories. Just like me and um, my my Padawan, my oldest nephew, um, took a road trip. We were in the car for three hours, and between leaving my mother's driveway and getting to our destination, I told him a complete story. I just pants the whole thing. I wish I'd have recorded it <laughs> because it was so much fun. And so, yeah, I I told him a whole book, I guess, basically in three hours. Yeah, good. <laughs> Do not do not um buy any of that dinosaur porn. But do go watch Emma Blackery's videos with her reading the dinosaur porn because that is fucking amazing. Her face alone is, is, is it's amazing.
1: There are things out there I don't want to read or hear about. This is one of them. Because it literally, I mean,
0: you just think. Yeah, no. Now, see, when I first saw them, I thought, oh, dinosaur shifter. No. There's no dinosaur shifter. Oh, no. There's no dinosaur shifter. It is is a T Rex. Now, (laughs) you know how the T Rex has little arms? It's the only thing I can think through the whole thing when Emma um, Blackery is reading this shit on her YouTube channel. I just keep seeing the little (laughs) T-Rex with his itty-bitty (laughs) arms. You're just horrible. (laughs) No, he doesn't. (laughs) He does not have... Azores, uh, does a T-Rex have a tiny... I'm going to say... I'm I'm thinking you're saying cock here because it um, um, it's actually very very large. It's as big as her, and he like um, it's frottage. It's like dinosaur frottage.
1: <laughs> That's just nasty. <laughs> All over her whole body.
2: <laughs> oh
1: God. <laughs>
0: I just, I just, no, no. <laughs> just, just, just take away a little arm, just waving. I want oh you all hell. to know. I want you all to know that I'm currently over here. I have my arms tucked up like a little T-Rex, and I'm waving them. <laughs> oh, no. God,
2: you just made me do it, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you have got, you have got to watch Emma's videos. I swear. <clears throat> You've got to watch Emma's videos because they are amazing. Oh. <clears throat> I'm putting them up on the description so that future oh, viewers will be able to find them. And they're called good. Ravished by the Tristless Triceratops and Taken by the T-Rex. It's amazing. Oh,
1: no. I was really hoping that wasn't a real title.
0: Oh. oh, no. She was totally being serious. That's the real title.
2: Mm-mm. And
0: Every the best part of that is like when they first came out, they sold like fucking crazy. Yeah, no. I just...
1: I mean, I'm I'm weird, but damn, that just that just kicked over and into the bizarre.
3: Well, it's bestiality.
0: Y'all yeah. on Amazon. That's something you need to keep in mind that this stuff is on Amazon. So if and they can download samples, and since this is porn, it's pretty much immediately bestiality. It's like immediate, and Amazon does an automatic um, sample of the first. I don't know, 15% or 20% of a novel. So Uh if you have kids who have a Kindle, you need to monitor them because they could download a sample of Taken by the T-Rex and read about a T-Rex. And the thing is, is that little kids like dinosaurs.
1: They might not get the context
0: behind Taken by the T-Rex.
1: It sounds pretty innocuous until you realize what they're talking about when they say they
0: But she's not been kidnapped. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe she was actually kidnapped. I don't know. Or captured. But either way, uh, um, monitor your kids yeah. on Amazon. Because they could download this. Uh-huh. Hello... Wow. They could download a large percentage of this, and since it's basically porn, it begins with porn, and that isn't... Now, granted, there's lots of great stuff on Amazon, but there is a lot of porn on Amazon, so do watch your Uh kids if they have a Kindle, because they can download samples. Next thing you know, Mommy, what's a cock? (laughs) Mommy, why is this man spanking this lady? (laughs) Uh huh. Mommy, yeah. why is this T Rex?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Let's let's not have Jerking that Jerking off Jeez. on this cave woman. Oh
2: God. <laughs> Water blow job. Oh. Oh Zila. <laughs> Mommy, I swing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. <laughs> oh goodness. <Yep>. <gasps> <gasps> <Wow. laughs> Mommy, what's a wow. purple what is that? Purple purple headed um Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Mommy, why is he thrusting his sword? <laughs> Into her tight sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what this is about I'm not You know it's funny But I'm also being serious Because this isn't the first time my niece has done this And um Because she sees free and she says why not You know Because uh-huh. we're all, you can get free kids books that way And she's very good at it She's very savvy And she
2: <laughs> You just
0: You gotta be careful Um I had to put a parental lock on her Kindle so she can't download anything that isn't um, uh, that's rated for adults. Because Amazon does differentiate between the, the fiction and publishers can say, okay, this is for eighteen or older. Um, because she was um, she kept downloading these free things that she shouldn't be. Di- no, and it's so easy to do with a Kindle Fire. Mhm. A, a, a regular Kindle is kind of hard to navigate when it when, when it when it comes to purchasing But a Kindle Fire Or it's like a regular tablet She gets a little thing It's got all these pictures And she loves pictures Oh, look at this, isn't he cute Next thing you know mm. She downloaded a free book from Alora's Cave Euphemism Seriously, Alora's mm-hmm. Cave Which is like the biggest erotica publisher online And um, I called my sister she downloaded <laughs> She downloaded that monkey sex one. Oh god. There was a book published on Alora's Cave. And I forget what it's called. And this human woman was um captured by aliens and they were um a primate species like us except they didn't Evolve the way it's like it was like a gay it well wasn't not gay but it was like a um it was a porn version of Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I didn't actually read it, so I don't know. I just remember the original cover.
1: <clears throat> I I don't know what I wanted. Uh-uh, no.
0: Oh, I found it. I'm going to share the link in the chat room, but I'm not putting it on my summary. Oh, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> thanks. Um, and those of you who are on the podcast, if you are desperately, if you desperately want to know what I'm talking about, um, send me an email. Fill out a, a contact form. Uh-huh. I, know I will let you know, but I am not putting it um, in the uh, description. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> oh no, Sina, you have to click. It's not bestiality, exactly. Just go ahead and click on it. It's not
2: the,
1: exactly. Mhm.
0: It's just a picture, a book cover. Uh, Anyways, uh-huh. so yeah, my my niece clicked on that and downloaded it. Um, it has a new cover. It actually has a new cover these days, and it doesn't look quite like that anymore. And um, <laughs> uh, she just um, she just clicked on it, I and I was like, "Oh no, no, like no, 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 no!" I called my sister. I said, "Your daughter just downloaded monkey porn. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to get the fucking Kindle, and then we put a we put a parental lock on it."
1: Gee, I wonder why. <sighs> mm. Whenever you think that there's things that are just not going to get too weird, things get really fucking weird.
0: I've not read the book so I can't comment on the content. Um I remember when it first came out and I'm just the only reason I'm mentioning it is because my niece downloaded it and um it actually it was a bestseller so I imagine it's
2: pretty decent. My niece
0: is 8 years old and has no business reading it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just no. <laughs> it isn't the worst thing. It isn't the worst thing she downloaded, but she has yet to come across. And because we put the parental monitor on her, she can't um, uh, look up the dino porn. Because um, I could have definitely seen, I could have definitely seen it as a um, hurt picking up taken by the T Rex because. Uh, she wouldn't know any better, and she likes dinosaurs. Um, now, here's a, here's here's a fun fact for you. The regular Kindles are very difficult to monitor on the parental front, but the Fire, the Kindle Fire, actually has built-in protections and built-in parental controls. So you can, if you're going to get your kid a Kindle, get them a Fire. Don't get them a regular paper white or a regular Kindle because you can't you can control it, but not to the extent that you can on. The Kindle Fire. You can even prevent them from downloading games that are too violent on the Kindle Fire with a parental password. So if you're gonna get your kid a Kindle, get them a Kindle Fire. The HD that the seven inch is only ninety nine dollars. They actually have a Kid Tough version with a with a plastic case around it, like an OtterBox case. It's like Kid uh-huh. Tough. Get them one of those. So if, if you're gonna get them one, you know. Uh, my yeah, niece is very good about, about it. She never me. dropped hers.
1: Yeah, you and I were talking about me getting one. So that was that was. Um,
0: yeah, but I won't parental I, I, lock yours. I promise. Yeah, no, you won't get in the fire. I might. I was Amazon. Look, she just doesn't need to see all this stuff. She's real oh, innocent.
2: Oh. What? <laughs> what? Oh. No. No.
1: No. I, I I dropped innocent a while ago. No.
2: <sighs> Let's
0: see. <clears throat> so yeah. hmm I did not have any wine. I'm not allowed to drink. Um I did have fairs. Here's the thing. I was at Kroger, and I made a mistake. you ever make a mistake i do i um they had this big giant bottle, Starbucks milk latte in the cool section, like with the milk and stuff. and I was like, "Oh, look, opened it today, and shortly before the radio show started, I put the empty bottle in the trash and um <laughs> for the record. For the record, it was like a two liter. I mean, not two liter. Maybe. I had a liter of vanilla latte. <laughs> In the hour leading up to the radio show. So, no wine, just coffee. Actually, it's espresso, which isn't as bad as regular coffee. Most people think espresso has more caffeine in it. It's actually the exact opposite. It's just a very it's a smoother brew. Um, It's been um, Mm -hmm. it's ground really fine. It has less caffeine Mm -hmm. than regular coffee.
1: Yes, but the problem is I did have a whole liter liter
0: of of that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I did Uh know. It was really good. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Starbucks vanilla espresso. Latte. Amazing.
2: What's also Apparently. really good... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 it was an iced coffee. What's also really good is um, Bottle House makes uh, iced coffee. They make mm-hmm. a mocha. Fucking amazing. It's so good.
1: <clears throat> Bode House Farms does pretty good stuff, yeah. Let's see. Um, Writing goal, hey, motivation, um, for, for those of us who have multiple things open and people nibbling at us to why won't you write, um, if you ask us that shit, you take away the motivation. Guess who's an FCI?
0: <laughs> you don't take away my motivation. I'm just motivated to make you unhappy. <laughs> uh-huh. That might
1: be useful. <laughs>
0: That's the truth. When someone harasses me about a story I they make a mocha, yes, Tempest, they make a mocha.
2: A bottle mm-hmm. house.
0: I'm pretty sure it's maybe it's bolt house. It's, bolt it's in house. like with the section with the with the with the with house. the um Bolt House. With the uh-huh. um with the fruit juices, like they have that green tea mm-hmm. and they have that chai which oh, I don't drink chai mm-hmm. gross. Um and they have those vegetables and they also have like a um they have a, a a chocolate. It's just a chocolate protein drink, and then they have a mm-hmm. mocha. That's coffee and protein. Bolt House, fucking amazing. So good.
1: Mhm, it's very good. I
0: could and oh, I could drink a whole bottle of it like in a sitting, and I don't mean a small one. <laughs> I mean like a whole liter, like, like like I did earlier. And you know what? Fuck mm-hmm. it. It was very good.
1: It's House actually, and
0: mm-hmm. there's Blank. House. Mm-hmm. That is it. It is fucking amazing.
2: hmm
1: They also have a good number of smoothies and, and uh, fruit juices and, and stuff, and I like their smoothies. Um, they are very good. I just don't buy them very And you'll
0: find them in the refrigerated section in your grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's usually right there by um, the vegetables and stuff. They mm-hmm. have a little section with fruit juices, and mine's usually there.
1: Yep. I don't know where yours is. is. Or if they're not
0: there.
1: Especially um, in Canada. I don't know. Well, the the other place they might be is back with things like the orange juice um, and mm-hmm. the, the the refrigerated juices. <laughs> it's good stuff. Apparently we got... Yeah, apparently we got OT. All right. So yeah, there's um, there's some good stuff. And I don't I I've, I've been curious about the chime, but I'm not not planning on going for it. So <laughs> well try the try their fruit juices and stuff and, and their um their fruit smoothies. They're good. So
0: oh, I like their smoothies. They're that. they're not too thick. Mm-hmm. They're I mean they're a good no. mixture of um juice and, and thickness so they're not like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need a spoon for it. Which I I think is ridiculous. No. So yeah they're good stuff.
1: They, they, you also don't need a straw big enough to, um, you know, drive through to actually get all the the stuff up either. So um, they are
0: very, very rich. Barbara's right. Mm-hmm. They're very rich. I would not have drank a whole bottle of that. Maybe. <laughs> I have a bottle in my refrigerator though. Uh huh. I bought two. I, I bought that. I bought that mocha one from Bolt House, and then I bought the Starbucks. The Starbucks. Vanilla latte. I have no regrets. I'll be up all night, but I have no regrets. None. Not a...
2: Uh-huh.
1: Hmm. Let's see. Going back to... Go on, well, congratulations
0: this. Well, in Women in oh, Fiction, that's right. I remember um, Jillie talking about um, Mary Sue's and Women in Fiction, and, and we had a whole radio show about it. And I keep thinking mm-hmm. about it, and I keep thinking about how um, how writers get blasted for female characters. Uh, and I have mm-hmm. never. I mean, sometimes I get grief for writing original characters, but it's rare. It's very rare for me to get grief for writing a uh, an original male character, um, but I have to wonder how they would respond to an original female character that I wrote. Um, and
3: mm, honestly, I don't, I don't
0: normally have to write female characters because there's a whole bunch of them that I can kind of pick from and stargate and um, I and play, play with. with. So I'm going to be
1: being mute. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> death. Hey, okay, hi. I'm putting
1: you guys on mute Should They all say hi Okay
0: Now I'm by myself I don't know what to do with myself I put you on mute too So when you're ready to come back Just um, pop into the chat room and let me know um, I, might, I might talk <laughs> I totally fucked up there. Okay. So we're talking about uh, women in fiction. And, um, yeah, Senna, call in. Talk to the Senna. I, uh, I have some original female characters in, um, Ties That Bind. And, um, I introduced, um, I, I introduced them, actually, um, in, a, in an excerpt that's currently on Evil Author Day. But um, what I would say um, is that there are few and far between in my stories, and I don't know if it's because I've been um, influenced by that whole Mary Sue thing or not, but after I had that radio show with Jilly, I kept thinking about it, and um, my... Uh, my, uh, I think that... Senna? What's up?
2: Hello?
0: Hey. Hello. Hey. <clears throat> Got Senna on the phone. Um, what I was going to say good. is, I think that because my character, Amiko, um, has so little canon time, that she's practically original for me. And, um... I had nothing to work she's with all, awesome. but her name, and even and even that is ambiguous because there's a Miko and then there's a Dr. Kassanji, Chris, Chrisan, whatever, and they don't actually, they have two entries at Stargate Wiki for them because they're not sure if they're the same character.
1: So, um,
0: yeah. I put them together and made a character, and she's mostly original. So, Sene, how do you feel about writing original female characters?
3: Uh, I did notice that I don't do it very often. But I think I'm gonna start like just randomly making myself do it more often.
0: Yeah, because it's like they've it's like we've been conditioned.
3: Yeah. Well I know the last time Oh don't time do that. that. I did you that don't wanna write was, a Mary uh,
0: Sue.
3: I do what I want. <laughs> see, what <was> it? <laughs> Universal Truth, that was the last one that I did it in. Mhm. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, no, no. Well, I guess technically Pendragon Rising because I've got um, the Queen of the Dark Elves. I forgot about her.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oops. <laughs> that moment you forget about your own characters.
0: <laughs> Oops. I have more <laughs> more original female characters in Ties That Bind than any other of, a piece of fan fiction I have because I have Rampart's wife. I have, yeah. um, that's Angela. I have um, Claire Shepherd. I have
3: um, what? Uh, oh God, what, Miko. What, I think Miko uh, counts. Yeah, Miko counts. I'm counting Miko because you give her a bigger, such a much bigger part in it.
0: And I have the two what, cousins, um, um, Maurice and um, <laughs> Isabel.
3: Isabel is uh, Helen Mirren's character, isn't she? Right, yeah. Okay.
0: Which you've ruined me a little bit for that whole thing you put on my wall. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm ever going to get over Helen Mirren um, huffing... um, Helium. Helium.
3: (laughs) It's hilarious, though. She's just so, like, prim and proper... It's nice to see her relax for a change. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> she, was, she was also making lots of dick jokes, so I mean... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jillie says, I'm counting every single female hobbit and dwarf from my story, even if they're canon. <laughs> I do have some female house elves in Harry Potter. Yes, I have Star, and um, oh, yeah. I have Emmy, and, um, but, uh... Ties I know bind I know. Re- I forgot
3: most. clumsy, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Ties it bind I've... has my most amount of female characters. That I they are they're yeah. entirely my own creation.
3: I think I'm gonna start making a conscious effort to put them in the story and put them in stories more often. I didn't even notice until that radio show with you and Jilly. It it totally just glossed over in my
0: brain. What's really interesting is that You see authors apologizing. She might be very soon, sorry.
3: What? No,
0: fuck you. I'm not apologizing.
3: I don't owe anybody an apology except for maybe myself. And that's about it.
0: (laughs) You don't owe anybody anything. Earlier in the week, I posted a meme on my wall that said, um, That basically, that if someone makes you uncomfortable, you have the right to tell them so. Now, as women, as a woman, I was often told, taught, as a very young woman, to, oh, don't make a scene.
3: Mm -hmm. That's definitely contradictory to what I was taught.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't do this, don't do that. And it wasn't like my mom. It was... um, it was other people. It was teachers. Yeah. It was oh, sit, sit be a lady. Whereas my yeah, mom would be to... like, "Dick punch him." <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, see, and that's how my parents were too. They were like, "No, you don't. You don't <coughs> have to do that. You don't know anybody, anything. You are you. Be you." Now here, but here in is school, what happened. It was awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. In school, it was awful. Don't wear a short skirt; you might distract the boys because their education is obviously more important than yours.
3: Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit if you if you're passing your math class?
0: That's as long not as that as asshole like, math. sitting next to you, who's ogling your legs, um, isn't in isn't a distraction-free zone, then everything is okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, I actually did not wear shorts at all growing up until after I graduated high school because it just made me so uncomfortable because everybody makes such a big deal about the amount of skin that women show.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like, it's ridiculous. I mean, and and that's not my parents. I mean, they would buy me shorts and they would buy my skirts and stuff, and I just was not comfortable wearing them just because of all the shit that they tell you in school. Your skirt should be longer than your fingertips. Uh, when you're sitting down, um, you can't wear shorts that come above your knee. Like really, really. So in the middle of gym class, I have to be fucking sweating my ass off. But girls don't sweat; they glisten. Whatever.
0: Yeah, it's um, you don't have to, you don't have to be polite to someone who's making you uncomfortable. Now, what happened is is that um, somebody responded in a very um, angry way, and I ended up having a very um, argumentative um, discussion with him in private, and I uh, ended up unfriending him, because fuck that. I oh, no, was that shit? Um, because Nobody he basically that said that um, women are a protected class, and we get away with... <laughs> Yeah, we get away with a lot. Mm. And he said a whole bunch of things. that made me want to stab him in the forehead, but I refrained. Cause I wasn't actually in his oh. country, and it would be really difficult. Mm. Um, and then he, oh. But he also said something else. He basically implied that my smart-ass mouth was the reason um, that I was an example of why domestic violence is so bad in this country.
3: Oh, my God. Really? Because apparently um, I don't
0: know my fucking place.
3: Wow. I said, okay. First I got of all, our you. country doesn't have the highest rating in the world for domestic violence. We just have the highest reporting of it. That's an entirely different right. thing. Right. Because they can't report him, it said, in a lot I, of countries.
0: No, they can't because they don't have any fucking rights at all. I told him I yeah. said, you know, actually, I've 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 got a really short answer for you. Um, my husband would never hit me no matter what I said. And yeah. two, women in this country also have the right to bear arms. So don't come yep. over here thinking you could get you some American woman that you could kick her ass. Because if she does not she, she, her mama might.
3: Oh, oh, no. It, see, and that's the thing. Her mama might, my dad sure as fuck would. My dad right? is the one who taught me how to throw <laughs> My dad showed me how to break somebody's nose without hurting myself. He made... Very yeah. sure that I knew how to defend myself because I am a lot, you know, like in college, I didn't even break those five foot barrier until I was probably, I want to say, 18 or 19. My dad was always worried about me because, you know, I mean, you have a tiny daughter that had health problems growing up and, you know, you want everything you can to, to protect them. Yeah, Exactly. Like, my dad is one of those people that he doesn't really care what somebody's gender is as long as they're not a shitty person.
0: Okay, seriously, get out of my boobs.
3: Go away. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I'm married to a troll. Oh, Aren't I promise, you're a troll. <laughs> we don't have a fucking bridge in the house, so I don't have
1: to
2: pay you shit, yet. Okay, well, and now we have, auditory,
0: we have auditory, we have auditory evidence of his trollness. I, um, I think that I, uh, I do avoid. Char- I'm, I'm creating female characters in fandom, and it's it's really annoying having it pointed out to me. And I don't yeah. mean, Jilly, you're annoying. I mean that just that I did it is annoying. It's really annoying that I do that shit, and I didn't even know exactly. I was doing it until you told me.
3: And that's exactly how I felt when I realized. I was like, son of a bitch, I do do that. And it is because of a lot of the expectations that they have for us as women in this country. And fandom, if you're anything, terrible. put your headset back on. Jesus. I'm not accusing you of anything. Put your headset back on. Check out.
0: <laughs> this time, I tell my husband, not everything's about you, asshole.
3: Exactly. Kira says not everything is about you, asshole. <laughs> he has a I was calling my
0: husband an asshole, not yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. He calls himself an asshole. <laughs>
0: But my husband doesn't assume everything's about him, so I have, to, I have to let him know occasionally that um, that's not actually about you, motherfucker, but mine.
3: Yeah, mine does that, too. But, yeah, it in
0: fandom, a, we are thing. discouraged from writing strong women. We're yep. discouraged from writing women who are in control of their situations and because, oh, look at that, Mary Sue. Look, look, look what you did. And then you get shamed for it. You have a good delay, going by the way.
1: Oh, you have my headset
0: on. <laughs> well, Kristen Ryder just said, do you write fewer female characters and your professional writing or is this restricted to fan fiction? It is almost entirely restricted to fan fiction. Yeah, no, it I really write, is. Um, I write het romance.
3: <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you don't <laughs> notice until somebody tells you. And then once you realize it, it's like, Holy fuck, I am doing that. And that was really irritating.
0: But it, it, I was like, oh my god, that's so stupid. What am I doing? Yeah. And then, you know, as a result, I busted out and wrote um, three different works in progress. And I made Bilbo a girl.
3: Which is fucking awesome.
0: Thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I don't care what fandom thinks. Fuck fandom. I'm going.
3: Don't get me wrong, I love the But fuck fandom.
0: Oh, oh, Temp just hit my button. Oh, my God, it makes me so fucking mad. He says, in saying? most fandoms, you're discouraged from writing a strong bottom. Let me tell you something. Oh, yep. I never come closer to trolling a fucking author more than I do when I come across Blair Sandberg crying oh. like a fucking 15-year-old girl. <sighs> And Jim has to come save the day because he's the big, strong man, and Blair is a girl with a dick.
3: And, see, that's the really insulting part. That's the really insulting part because they automatically equate any form of overly emotional expression to being female.
0: But moreover, moreover, and this. Is really this is the kicker, and when she realizes it, will be the most infuriating thing you think of every time you see this. They equate being fucked with being weak. Oh, you have a cock put in you. You're a weak ass pussy.
3: See, and that's that's another thing that I have discovered since starting And the starting worst part fandom. is that
0: women write this shit.
3: Yep. Yep. You can't be mouthy. You can't be self reliant. You can't have submissive tendencies without being weak. It's late. Seriously, I have actually sat and I I could probably give you guys a list of every irritating thing that I have had addressed to me since I started writing in fandom, especially since I started writing uh, most specifically Tsunami Bomb. But I'd rather not take like three hours to just go through the entire thing. Just because you take a dick does not <laughs> you make and I you week.
0: You and I could actually spend a whole radio show talking about that. Maybe we should. <laughs> Shit uh, that people we- emailed us about ties that bind. Oh, my
3: God. Hold on. Let me see what my work schedule is for next week. Because <laughs> I am so down for this, especially at – oh, oh. I mm, oh, Yeah, I've been wanting to address I do this anyway. To, um, mm.
0: I do want to share two ties that bind related things. I have had authors approach me to write um, in CSI. And in MCIS, in my Ties That Bind universe, now that means connected with me and Senna, and I have um, given permission for that to happen. Uh,
3: <laughs> I knew a series of and I've been quiet, and I hate it.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say who's doing it unless they're willing to let me say that. Um, ha, 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 ha. She ah, She's ha. Okay, um, it is my <laughs> honor, I'm really honored to announce that Jilly is going to write a Ties That Bind NCIS a year. Oh! Boom. Boom.
3: Seriously, I like, you guys, yes. you have no fucking idea. You have no fucking idea. I said when yes she before she wrote the email. Kids. She doesn't even know
0: it. <laughs> I said yes before she, she wrote the email. I'm serious. Oh. And okay, seriously. Is that right, Hannah? yes? Yes. yes, yes. So happy. Say so happy. One more time, dude. Say yes to me.
3: Wait. Did you? Okay. Did
0: Original he? Tempest <gasps> is riding the CSI oh,
3: Ties of God. I. Yes. Yeah. Oh. If you guys could see the stupid little dance I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm super excited because um, I love... Jilly's NCIS, and uh, oh, I love original Tempest's writing, and so um, it's going to be amazing having these two awesome writers come into type and bind. Um, and Senna is obviously super excited.
3: <laughs> well, welcome to the insanity, you guys, because I promise it takes over your life. <laughs> I literally do not so, stop yeah. writing notes for the stories ever.
0: I don't know um what the pairings are, and i'm not I wouldn't discuss them even if if I did so and please do not harass do not harass either one of these authors for information on this. I will totally kick your ass.
3: I would like to point out Jilly's new icon on Facebook and let everyone know that if any of you bother her about this, you're gonna see what <laughs> that icon means.
0: She's got her own personal hit minion, people. (laughs) So, yeah. um, I'm super excited. I I can't wait to see what they do and and, and where they go with it. Um, For those of you who don't pay attention, Senna is writing um, Ties That Bind in um, the the Hawaii Five-O universe. And in my most recent um, excerpt of um, Ties That Bind, the, the North Star, which is on my Facebook, I have brought Danny into the trial process that uh, McKay's going through at Deside. So, um I've kind of connected her story to mine and can we tell her them, them the rest?
2: Which
3: a, part? A, a
0: little bit. The my character part. Yes. Not the big character part, the little character part.
3: Yes. That the little one we can. She's yeah. She's
0: going to she's going to borrow Ethan and he'll be um over there for a little bit, doing his thing. Keep in people. mind that
3: him and Steve are in the same branch of the military.
0: Yeah, because Ethan is in the um, Navy, and he's a SEAL, and so he knows Steve McGarrett. And so that's just a further connection between her world and mine to get them all together and, and very incestuous and click together. And um, <laughs> I imagine that Jilly's NCIS will dovetail more closely with My Criminal Minds than it will um, Stargate, but it'll be really interesting either way. I'm looking forward to it.
3: I'm so glad Temp finally decided to to actually ask you because he was toying with the idea for a while, but he wasn't sure if he was actually going to do it, and then he asked you, and now I'm like, this is the best news ever.
0: (laughs) Well, I already have Lady Heather in Ties That Bind. Um, She makes an appearance in the last... uh, in the broken road, and she mm. might have been in time after time. So they're both, you know, nothing of NCIS has shown up, but there may come a, um, there will be some crossover when it comes to Criminal Minds, because keep in mind that Criminal Minds, where is the F- the FBI is actually on that base with um, NCIS, right?
3: They're in they're in, they're in Quantico, yeah. The main headquarters, which three, is right FDIs there, besides where,
0: where NCIS is, and in real life, um, yes. they're very, very close together. So I can see them kind of a little bit of character crossover here and there. Um, so, and you know, play with a little, just a little bit, just to kind of connect Jilly's world more probably with my the own. Same so that, blog. That, that would be fun. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well,
3: see, and here's here's the fun part about that. NCIS LA, they actually took some of the characters from that show and put them in Hawaii Five-O, so it kind of just meshes all three of them right. together.
0: Right. Because NCIS and um, NCIS LA, which connects NCIS New Orleans and NCIS the original version with Hawaii Five-O, so it's one big fucking circle, and it will be great. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to I'm it. So,
3: I'm so thrilled that Temp actually asked you too because that was... The minute that he suggested the idea to me, he was like, do you think she'd go for it? I was like, uh, it's you. Yeah. Duh.
0: <laughs> and Temp's doing um, the original CSI. Right? <sighs> right? The original CSI.
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. I know he wanted to write Lady Heather. I don't know unless he's changed his mind since the last time I talked to him about it. I try not to bug him about it, because... I don't like it when people tell me about, so. But, um, okay, I'm off next Friday. Do you want to have our little venting (laughs) session then?
0: (laughs) And we're going to call it Shit People Have Said to Us Because of Ties That Bind.
3: I may have to paraphrase one of them just so that I'm not reading it word (laughs) for word.
0: Reading word for word, I don't give a shit. Look, if someone trolls you on fucking AO3, (laughs) they're fair game.
3: See, but the thing is, I'm not sure if they realized that they were actually trolling me or if they were trying to be nice, but it really just pissed me off.
0: It was actually there when I got the comment. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something about fandom that I've recognized. Um, There are two kinds of people, people who are nice and people who pretend to be nice. And... There is no fine line between it, and if you're, if you have to ask yourself, does she mean to be an asshole, nine times out of ten, yes, she does, in fact, mean to be an asshole. That's how I say, I don't mean to be offensive, but, but she's leaving that first part off. (laughs) But, hold on a second. I don't mean to be sexist, but. What? I'm. Not, I've got black friends. Oh my god. <laughs> I li- You know what ri- I'm talking
3: about. Seriously. Oh my god. I'll post it. I'll post it on Facebook later. Sorry, he just came home <laughs> to let me know something, and I'm what the fuck? Only here. Only here. <laughs>
0: Is asking us to make the, the radio stuff to it by on Sunday. Are you busy on Sunday?
3: I don't, I don't have a schedule for that week yet, but I should be able to get it tomorrow when I go into work. So I okay. will message you to let you know. But um, I don't usually work on Sundays anyway. So we can either do it Saturday night after like 8 p.m. or we can do it on Sunday. Okay.
0: We'll probably. We'll we'll call it work for Sunday because that way, um, Tim can be here since he might want to you know be involved. And hey Tim, yeah, you could true. actually call him with Skype.
3: He doesn't even need that. I know Skype. he has a landline. Don't don't let him tell you he doesn't have a landline because I know he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he calling from Canada.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about the long distance. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, <coughs> Skype hey, is cheaper. cheaper.
0: Type is much cheaper. Type is cheaper. Oh, that sucks. Anyways, we're down to a minute and 41 seconds. Um, This this show meandered quite a bit, and there were some links. (laughs) I wanted to ask, um, a few few times ago, we had a show where there was a whole bunch of links posted, and someone agreed to harvest those links for me. I was going to put them up on the show. Well, I never did, and somebody asked for them. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't have what, the links um, Because uh, no was, one and I don't remember who did it It was a time travel show Do you remember what the show, links were Angelina for? Told me. They were for Rex They oh. were time travel Rex, And there were a bunch of them And I don't know who Was wrangling all of the links So if you were the I one th- wrangling the links If you could send me an email I would super appreciate it um, We're down to 49 seconds You guys have a great week and Senna, thank you for joining. And Lady Holder, thank you for joining. And I hope you get epically laid tonight. Remember?
3: <laughs> Me too. No ass to mouth. No ass to mouth. And there's always time for lube. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye, hey guys. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Can't wait for summer? Old Navy's huge summer sale starts now. All jeans, all tees, all dresses, and all shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Shorts from $12 for adults, $7 for kids. Buy online and pick up in-store for free today. All jeans, tees, dresses, and shorts are on sale up to 50% off. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 5-6 to 5-12. Excludes in-store clearance. Active, licensed, men's packaged, and flag tees.
3: Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating
2: locations.